0: Hey, welcome to Optimize Your Body with Martin Silva, where we talk raw, uncut facts to truly help you optimize your body. 10 tips to help you lose body fat. This is up there in my top five ever downloaded episodes. Great reviews on this one. So I'm sure you'll you'll get some value out of this one, especially with the time of year. Most people are looking to whip themselves in shape this time of year or take their physique to the next level. Before we commence with the podcast, uh, don't forget to get your free guides. Just go over to optimizeyourbody.com forward slash free guides. We have a free fat loss fundamentals guide on there, free ab guides, which is split into two different phases, and we also have a free fasting guide on there. They're completely free. Just download them on the website. Also, if you're looking to take your physique to the next level this year or prepare for a competition, overall health, or all of the above, just email admin at optimizeyourbody.com. That's admin at optimizeyourbody.com for more information on my online coaching packages. And last but not least, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at martinsilvafitness, because this is where I pump most of my content out. Uh, Feel free to give me a direct message if you listen to this podcast. And above all, enjoy what's up andrew so um no picking your nose this time mate yeah because i know you were picking your snout last time and the video is yeah. a video as well so just
1: <laughs> <laughs> i didn't realize you were recording so there's probably uh, me picking my nose and all sorts on there so <laughs> thanks for that all good man so should we just get into this one then so
0: obviously let's talk about healthy habits to help you lose fat um i figured we better go back to losing body fat always get more hits on these ones true Yes, sir. So, yeah, first of all, and I'd like us just to run through quickly, you know, the big rocks that we always talk about before we go into, you know, the the things, the tips we have, because we need to make sure listeners get their priorities right. So um, with the clients, Andrew, or just in general, what are the most important things when it comes to losing body fat and getting in shape? Just to recap.
1: Uh, for me, i probably put uh, sleep as uh, one of the number one factors um, just for, con- for controlling your hunger levels and obviously for overall energy, really. Um, and it helps you make good decisions in the day. If you had a poor sleep, you're more likely to, to make rash decisions when it comes to nutrition and training. You're going to have a poor training session as well. Um, I would obviously drink plenty of water, um, prioritize strength training as a modality over anything else to start off. Would um, definitely focus on tracking your movement and, and kind of steps you do each day and and NEAT, um, which is non-exercise activity thermogenesis, um, and for the most part, eat whole natural foods where you can. Great,
0: spot on. And yeah, NEAT just for the audience is as you said, what you said, what it was, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Essentially, it's just the calories you're burning really when you're not aware of it. So just day-to-day, walking rounds, cleaning the house, as you've explained before. So always focus on that. But yeah, Andrew covered the uh, the important things then. What tips have you got for us, mate? Give me uh, your first tip in no order of priority. So these
1: would be habits to avoid if, you're, if fat loss is a goal, right? Yeah, that's cool. Um, so I would say, this may be a little controversial, but I would say overeating healthy foods. Um, we obviously understand there's vital to start building a diet that consists mainly of whole natural foods as you want to be functioning at your best, right? And being as healthy as, as possible, that's something that myself and Martin always stress. Um, however, you must be aware like of the laws of thermodynamics with calories in, calories out, and energy expenditure. Um, we, we know that we can still, as we eat healthy, we can still overconsume calories and be eaten in a calorie surplus rather than being in a calorie deficit, which is needed to burn body fat and drop weight, essentially. Um, sometimes like so-called healthy snacks like, I don't know, um, nuts and, and uh, I guess mangoes and things like that do come with a high price to pay, right, because they are... You get a small amount of volume from them with a huge amount of calories. So that's that's point A really. We can't overeat healthy foods. Yes, essentially you should be pushing towards a diet that is mainly built of whole natural foods, but people say to me, I eat healthy and then I break their diet down and I still see that there's overconsumption there. So,
0: mm, Exactly. And just to clarify, it is, it is a lot harder though to overeat health, healthy foods, but as oh, yeah. you were saying then, and this is what you deem to be healthy, right? So like, you know, mango, for example, you know, when it comes to fruit, I think a mango is like 80% sugar, so it's probably mm-hmm. one of the most sugary fruits not to say it's bad it's got nutrients in it but that's just an example of something which could actually stimulate appetite and you know maybe maybe cause you to eat a little bit more but yeah you can still overeat the good stuff it's just a hell of a lot harder to do right andrew when, when you're eating proper i mean when, when you're talking about vegetables when you're having vegetables mm-hmm. in most meals for example uh, even yeah. that alone makes it a little bit harder to
1: overeat right of course, I man. We understand that we have processed foods which are designed to be highly palatable. We touch on this pretty regularly. They're designed for you to eat more. They say in the title, you bet you can't just eat one. Once you pop, you can't stop. A Pringles' slogan, as I mentioned exactly. last week. These foods are designed for you to eat a lot as opposed to like you eating like a plate full of veggies and, and some high, uh, something that has moderate protein and high fats. These are more sati- uh, the satiating macronutrients. Yep. and um, So they're going to fill you up. Harder to overconsume, therefore, your it's going to be making make it much easier when you are on this process of, like a fat loss journey. Um, and once you start implementing more uh, natural foods in your diet, believe me, your taste buds will change, and you you want less and less of these processed foods anyway. So great stuff.
0: Okay, my I got a, not in no particular order. I've got drink water when you're hungry. A lot of the yes. times we confuse hunger with thirst. That's quite a common thing I've noticed, and it's a little tool I've only started recently implementing with clients who are looking to shift body fat. And Mm. you know, our hunger signals, as Andrew's saying, there's there's so many different types of like processed foods out there and stuff now, and a lot of us do we, you know, even whether you realise it or not, you probably eat more processed foods than what you what you actually realise. And that's not to say you know, you're know eating chocolate bars every day, but a lot of things are actually processed nowadays and they're engineered to make you want to eat more. So it kind of hijacks your brain in a sense, so it basically makes you crave th- different things and it kind of changes the signals, right? So where I'm going with this is you sometimes think you're hungry, but actually you're thirsty. So a little trick I've, I use with clients is when you feel like you're hungry, if your, body's to lo- if your goal is to lose body fat... A lot of the time, that is your body just tapping into fat stores anyway. So it's kind of a good thing when you feel what we deem to be hunger. Drink a glass of water, wait maybe 10, 15 minutes. If you're still hungry, then eat. But a lot of the time, people realize they have a glass of water, you know, like let's just say 300 mil to 500 mil of water, and they no longer feel hungry. Another yep. trick is, is like, coffee as well. I'll, I'll come to coffee in another one. I, th- I think that's, um, that's a good little tool I, I use myself when I'm doing shows and stuff and with clients because uh, especially if you have just like a black coffee, helps to blunt your appetite. So yeah, drink water when you feel like you're hungry. What's your next one, mate?
1: My next one is um, eating too little. Um, ultimately, this can benefit you in the short term and you may see um, some really good results with weight loss and fat loss. But understand that when you need a little bit more wiggle room and you need to say you hit a plateau and you've dropped your calories too low too soon, then taking more calories away from that is going to leave you very hungry Um, and it's going to have a whole host of other uh, things that are going to cause you issues as you strive for like weight loss and fat burning such as like irritability, um, poor energy production. Um, you won't be functioning well in work. Um, you might have poor performance in the gym, low libido, and when you do drop your calories down, the likelihood of you moving a great deal throughout the day has decreased because you haven't got that energy to focus on. As we said earlier, um, the things such as neat, just to move round round more. Your, your body adapts pretty quickly to um, the lower calories, and it will. Slow your metabolism down Just to compensate for that So dropping your calories down Too low Too soon Is, is a bad move In, in my uh, You know my experience So
0: Absolutely same Most people need to actually Build their metabolism up I would actually go as far To say as pretty much everyone Start them high Yeah Definitely Definitely go, Like literally actually everyone I would say there's very few people that sit in front of Andrew and I who've got a roaring metabolism right Mm. I mean it it takes years and years of lifting weights looking after your body and loads of other things to actually get to that level um, where your you know your metabolism is just roaring and you're finding it hard to get enough food in so that's where you you, that's where you want to get to isn't it
1: really yeah the majority the majority yeah exactly exactly the majority of people you work with have probably been through this yo-yo dieting phase over the years and they've been dropping the calories right down and they've stuffed their metabolism up and you're, if you're a good coach you're not going to put, put them on a low calorie diet again you're probably going to slowly build them up you need to explain to them very carefully that this is going to take a lot more time than we initially first, first thought um, ultimately you want to be like Martin said you want to be in a point where you can eat like a huge amount of calories per day plus be able to burn body fat and build muscle at that stage right you know you don't want to be starving yourself daily because that's no fun for anyone if you have then a night out with someone or friends and you over consume a little bit then that's going to backfire on you pretty quickly because your metabolism's so slow that that overconsumption could stuff stuff you up for the week basically. So
0: yeah, good point. It's, man. it's
1: not a good place to be in. Like you know, eating like a rabbit and moving more is not not a good spot to be in. So fire that metabolism as often as you can.
0: Definitely, yeah, it's not sustainable otherwise. Next one I've yeah. got is is to to dim the lights and come off your phone. And ideally, any screens, really, even the TV, if you can, but you don't have to go too drastic with it. Just come off your phone an hour before bed, at least an hour before bed, I would say. And yeah. I can actually identify with this now because, obviously, Andrew and I did the last episode on social media. And since we did that, I was I, I was talking about stuff. And I'm trying to like, I'm really trying even harder now. After the stuff we talked about, I wasn't really kind of practicing what I preach in a sense I was but I, I'm, I'm still actually getting sucked in more than I actually am aware of sometimes I'm, I'm like I'll go on my phone and I'm like literally I'm doing it I'm more and more aware and I know most of the time when I'm wasting time on social media or whatever but I still get sucked in and I'm like shit I'm doing it again and several times a day it's happening still so anyway I just wanted to say that I thought right let's try this this week now make more of a habit of just coming off my phone at least an hour before bed and turning the lights down yeah. if you if yeah if you can literally live by candlelight in the evenings candle lights right dim the lights because most people again like i say like the majority of people are not getting adequate sleep or, or get not even adequate sleep the sleep quality is more important than the duration right and this has been proven so if you come off your phone at least an hour before bed dim the lights down put the candles on yeah and prepare yourself for a good sleep. This is an absolute game changer because there is a direct link between poor sleep quality and weight gain. Andrew alluded to this right at the start of the podcast. You know, you're going to make poorer choices the next day. You're, you're more insulin resistant the next day. Even after one, it's been proven in certain studies, even after one night's bad sleep, you know, you're more insulin resistant, which means, you know, you're more in a fat storing mode, if you like. So, focus on that sleep quality we've mentioned this time and time again invest in a good set of blue light blockers okay and even because even the lighting in your house you remember the whole point in turning the lights down is because even the artificial lights in your house are, uh, emitting all this artificial blue light which destroys melatonin and i think blue light blockers have been proven to actually um, preserve melatonin by up to like 96 percent um, so yeah turn the lights out put the candles on Get yourself a good set of blue light blockers, which are like, by the way, they're just glasses, which you wear, which block the blue light. And yeah, that is that should be a game changer. I've actually started doing this with clients, but people struggle with it because a lot of us are hooked and addicted to, uh, to our iPhone. So if you can just make that a first step, come off your phone at least an hour before bed, dim the lights down, candles on, great first step for fat loss, I think. Yep.
1: And again, like you said, then it's, it's quality of street sleep rather than quantity, right? Some people say I mm-hmm. had a good sleep, I had seven hours, but sometimes we're not sleeping for that four or seven hours. If we're stimulated just before bed, watching Netflix or we're checking our emails or Instagram, that stimulation is going to keep us up for a while and not give us quality REM sleep, right? So Definitely.
0: And I think avoiding caffeine as well, right? I'd say after. Any, yeah, probably. probably don't have four, after four 2 p.m.
1: probably. Yeah, yeah, I'd say two, yeah, two, three, four. Like, if you depend on what time you're going to bed, but it does have like a, I say like a five hour kind of shelf life. So five yeah. hours after that, you're still going to be stimulated. So yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, that's it. So yeah, just try and focus on sleep quality. If it, just to play it safe. I would avoid caffeine after two p.m. because even though you might be listening to this saying, oh, you know, I sleep great, and you might you might well be one of those people that can have you know a coffee before bed and still sleep, but it still affects that REM uh, sleep quality. Mm. So yeah, what's the
1: next one, Drew? Hit me. <laughs> Next one is uh, eating foods that uh, contain the word dieting, um like diet bars, diet shakes, and other options that they say they are uh, for weight loss in the supplement industry. They kind of push this, particularly with it's more prevalent aimed at, uh, being aimed at women um, to make you purchase them as if it's a magical answer for weight loss, right? But as we know... There are really no magical foods for dieting. Yes, obviously, we are, we want to promote whole natural foods. We also need to eat in a calorie deficit, right? We're aware of that calories in, calories out. So when looking for weight loss or so if you are doing a cut or you're dropping your calories, like using these kind of diet options is, is a bad option for you because for the most part, they're highly processed as we alluded to earlier. And the biggest thing I can say about them is that they're not very satiating. So they're not going to fill you up. So say you had like a diet bar in your for, your, for breakfast, that's probably going to keep you full for maybe for myself 30 minutes to an hour. So ultimately, you want to look for the foods that provide you um, with a big amount of volume for the least amount of calories coming from I whole like natural food sources rather than coming from a diet mm. shake which is bullshit anyway
0: especially. okay and, yeah definitely and when you say uh, a larger amount of volume you mean kind of like fruit and vegetables which you got a few calories a calories in yeah lots of nutrients and fiber and whatnot
1: exactly right so i mean you know yeah certainly you can you can spare those calories but it's going to fill you up i'd say like a you know button that squash as opposed to uh, potatoes um, zucchini yep. uh, spaghetti as opposed to normal spaghetti yep. like that type yep. of stuff you know what I mean definitely you yeah. can have a bigger amount but it's not going to provide as much calories as you said earlier like mangoes and things like that quite sugary okay replace them with uh, blackberry strawberries mm. high fiber content lower calorie content you know and so definitely. on and talking
0: about the law of thermodynamics uh, sorry the law of thermodynamics and we're off spit it out kid the law of thermodynamics there it is can so it for you as well yeah if you don't mind mate um, basically cal- calories in Calories in and calories out, right? So some people listening to this, you know, there's a, there is the uh, IAFYM crowd, right? If it fits your macros. And don't get me wrong, right? It can, it can help, it can make getting in shape a little bit easier when you have more flexibility in your diet. I'm not going to deny that, right? When you, you need to, you know, basically fit your, whatever your goals are into your lifestyle one way or another, right? But you've got to take into account, and a lot of people are not doing this, a lot of these online coaches and whatnot are not taking into account the fact that the effect foods have on your brain and your psyche, okay? So we're all about long-term results here. We're not talking about you getting in shape for a few months or even a year or two uh, and then actually battling with keeping your calories down to a certain point and eating these kind of foods Andrew was talking about with the word dieting or low-fat. Just be very mindful, right? If there's more than a few ingredients, basically, within, within that food, a lot of the time, you know, it's not going to generally be ideal because it's not going to satiate you for long enough. And you just kind of, when you're having things which are lowering calories and they have artificial sweeteners in them and whatnot... You're just replacing that sugar with something which is, yes, lowering calories, but you're just replacing the addiction in a sense, right? Which is what it is, or the habit of eating sugar with something which is even sweeter, because sweeteners are. And it still has the same, it still tricks your brain into thinking you're having sugar. So it doesn't really do anything in terms of your relationship with food long term. So just focus on that. Yes, okay, every now and then it's okay to have, you know, the odd bit of processed foods and whatnot, you know, and I'm not saying to be 100% spot on. But as Andrew was saying, high volume foods, you know, plenty of uh, whole foods is going to be much better for you long term. I
1: think you'll have less interest in like processed foods as well. Like when you eat, as I said earlier, you eat whole foods. Like I was watching someone's story the other day um, and they were showing that they were going down the aisle where it sells like Oreos and cookies and chocolates and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And that used to be myself, and and I felt like that's I couldn't right. have that type of food, so I would kind of tease myself and tempt myself going down that aisle and be like, oh my God, there's like offers on with Oreos is two for five pound or whatever. And now, like when I go to the supermarket, because I've gradually got out of that process of eating whole, um, eating processed foods, I don't even bother going down that aisle anymore. That doesn't interest me, and that's kind Same. of where myself and Martin want you to be as, as people i know that that you could say that separates us from from being similar to you but we have been through Uh, The majority of our life Eating that type of food Exactly And we have recently Changed over to to, You know Eating whole natural foods For the most part And we want those types of foods less So you will get Mm -hmm. there But it is a process
0: I see exactly Uh, And I just want Yeah I just wanted to You know relate to that Because leading up to shows And stuff And even when I wasn't competing But leading up to shows I remember the first few shows I'd done when I had this Major bad relationship with food As we've alluded to before Keep using that word Alluded Stole Me that one off stole that one off you made. Um, as we talked about before I when these street times a podcast. So. <laughs> well we were eating you know, we were bingey. So we would restrict our calories for photo shoots or for shows, and then we would go on rampages with bingey in episodes, right? And I used to make lists in my notes in my phone. I can I can actually probably bring some of them up now. Lists of foods that I wanted to eat after my show, right? And I would be making this list over the whole prep period for like eight weeks, right? So by the end of it. I have this list of restaurants right like dirty restaurants with burgers pizzas and whatnot ice cream parlors you name it and the list of foods that i wanted to get and then i would do the same thing and especially leading up the shows i would be obsessed now this is an extreme version folks i know most of you're not like this i like to think so anyway but i would walk down the aisles and tease myself as well drew so i can totally uh, relate to that but even when i wasn't competing as well i would be um doing the same thing i'd be looking and thinking oh and i'd be battling with myself now as we said you know we want to relate to how you think and stuff we, we've been there and you know, it's, it's not like, you know, the worst thing in the world. But it's totally fine if you think of yourself now, you know, I like to eat Oreos. I like to have a, a, you know, a cheat or whatever it is on the weekend. That's totally fine. But if you just implement some of the stuff we're talking about when it comes to just eating more vegetables, getting more sleep, all these basic things, drinking more water. If you're just consistent with those simple things, as we said, your relationship with food will change and you'll find you have a less and less desire for those foods. So, yes. Um, yeah, so next one for me, mate, is avoiding carbohydrates for breakfast right and i don't mean you know extreme i just mean as andrew and i have talked about before we've tried this with clients ourselves and just having a lower carb breakfast maybe i should say so you're having let's just say eggs for breakfast just use like an omelet for example or in one way or another one way or another you're getting those eggs in because um That's In an egg, it's just protein and fat, right? And not to mention lots of other nutrients as well, vitamins and minerals and whatnot. But there was an actual study recently, I just wanted to um, quash this myth, if you like, right? Because um, there was a study saying that if you, it was like almost going back in time. My client actually brought it up to me and then I checked it out. And it was, if you have anything more than three eggs in a week, it can lead to cardiovascular disease, All this kind of stuff, lots Mm. of these ailments, right? Which is just absolute bullshit. Did you see that study
1: end? No, but I've had a client being told by, literally today, man, I had a conversation with someone about uh, regarding that and how his cholesterol is high and, and this and that, he should go on medication, and oh. he's just increased his intake through eating eggs, and I'm just, I had to send him a lot of information and studies just to falsify what the doctor has said, man, it's... Uh, oh, mate, it pisses me off. It's so unfortunate because he's starting to make these... these Really good changes with 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 his physique and and his mm. diet and and his energy and things like that and like the doctor keeps I'll I'll come to another point where the doctor said uh, in one of my points later on but it's just really frustrating. Um, and that's not me bagging on doctors because I understand that they're very intelligent um, and they work hard daily and they, you know, they see a lot of clients and their time is limited with that person. Mm. But sometimes they are, when it comes to nutrition, they really dishing out, they're not really up to date and they're dishing out some of the wrong information. Mm. And it can be it can become really confusing for your clients and, and it makes your job harder. But luckily his uh, sister is a doctor and she kind of backed up what I said, which was great. So Great stuff. It's, yeah,
0: and that's, that's exactly the conversation, was well, I had a conversation with Michael, client as well she came in and she was like oh have you seen this new study on eggs and she was like um it's been done on thousands of people like they're pretty conclusive studies and stuff like that and i was like and then i just kind of it before i even looked at the study i just explained to her the thing is with these studies is Short they term. do not this yeah i think this is a long term study this is the thing and she oh, and she's okay. very so, she's a very intelligent girl she's also a doctor herself and she right. and she was like you know it's, it's it's i mean what do you think of it like, it's got to be and i was like no the thing is they don't take into account they thinking, didn't mention anything yeah, in the and study." The about right. Lifestyle oh, factors, yeah, yeah, exercise, sleep. You know, what are they eating? what What's their food like? Are, what they, are they smoking? You know, are they drinking? Are they,
1: smoking, are they, are they, are they, they sleeping right? Are they stressed? The are it's they like, oh yeah so,
0: yeah. so you're trying to tell me that these all these people were perfectly healthy people, which, as you said, Drew, like most people think they're eating healthy, and like ninety five percent of people are actually not right. Um, not, and I'm not saying that. I'm not trying to knock people down, but like they're not eating as healthy as they think for a start, anyway. And that alone, and then you've got all these other factors. As I said, you know, are they actually moving enough? Are they getting enough movement? Are they are they training regular? They didn't take any of this into account, right? So for them to, it really actually pisses me off these studies because for them to say eggs, right, is what the cause was for whatever diseases these people had, like heart disease and whatnot, is an absolute joke. And I just wanted to talk on this note about cholesterol as well, because. Our body produces 70%. The liver produces 70 to 75% of the cholesterol in our body. What does that tell you? It tells you cholesterol is an essential nutrient. The body produces it to keep you alive. And actually, the body produces the equivalence of around about four egg yolks of cholesterol a day. The liver produces that, right? Cholesterol is important for um, absorbing nutrients, to fight infections, for digesting fat and metabolizing fat. It's actually a really, really important nutrient. And the highest abundance of cholesterol is found within egg yolks and animal offal, such as chicken livers, lamb livers, and whatnot. Sorry if there's any vegans listen to this. But... So, as I was, I was just going to say If you can, for breakfast Try not to eat bread, for example Cereal, those kind of things Try and avoid those things for breakfast Even like, you know Even if you cannot not have any fruit for breakfast, right? I, fruits healthy Eat that maybe another time. But the thing is with bread or any carbohydrates like cereal, fruit, is they can actually stimulate appetite. And I'll just give you an example now. I'm trying to build muscle. So I'm intentionally eating more carbohydrates. I'm actually eating more sourdough. I'm eating white rice. I'm eating fruits because it's stimulating my appetite because I want to eat as much as I can, right? If I'm cutting down for a show, there's no way am I going to be doing that. In the morning, I'm probably going to be having a super high fat, high protein breakfast, such as eggs, right? So I'll involve eggs. I'll have some avocado, maybe some some lean meat as well, maybe even some steak, some 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 steak or some salmon, nuts, all those kind of things, right? Although they contain more calories, they're going to keep you satiated for for most of the day, really. So, trying to try and avoid the things I mentioned for breakfast, and include eggs, I would say, into your into
1: your. What would you say about that, Drew, for breakfast? Yeah, I agree, I agree man. And um, also, that if you have, you know, if you if you're a trainer, listen to this, and you're working with clients who have high anxiety and who are highly stressed then a better option for you in the morning is probably to cut back on their caffeine intake and then promote such a breakfast that Martin talked about then, such as like a a high-fat, moderate-protein, lower-carbohydrate breakfast. That should work better to just calm them down and, and, and give them a better morning going into the day, really.
0: Yeah, absolutely, mate. Uh, what was your next one mate you got another kinda, that
1: kind of leads that kind of leads into my um, next point I guess because it is um, kind of another myth is that if you eat fat you 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 should avoid fats to lose fat, really, right? Um, that's mm-hmm. another myth. But um, arguably, fats, as we've just discussed, is, is one of the most satiating uh, of the macronutrients, probably second next to protein. Mm-hmm. And as with protein, is one of the more essential uh, macronutrients. is one of the essential macronutrients. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've been lied to in the past, thinking that eating less fat makes you reduce your fat. Um, but ultimately you could say now eating fat makes you thin, right? Um, mm. it seems like a, a bit contradictory though. we should say that like ultimately you want to keep in your diet, um, add fat, fat, like eggs, egg yolks, sorry, um, mm. which are high in cholesterol, good for building strength, lots of B vitamins um, and nutrients as well. Yeah. Yeah, good quality sources of fatty meats. I would always say that. Like the better yep. quality, you know, um, the you know you're ingesting certain things that animals animals take in as well. People will argue against it. You don't need a quality meat. Personally, myself, I would always look for good sources. Makes me feel better. Yeah, so you mean like grass feds? Yeah, grass finished meat. type stuff. You know. Sorry,
0: can I ask you how do you get on with fish out there, mate? Do you get do you get wild fish out there? You get some good quality fish. Um,
1: I get. I've had. Um, uh, same source as I get. I get salmon from a uh, place that I get my meat, um, which is why. I, oops, sorry my uh, siri then uh sorry my i guess salmon from the same source that i get my meat i also get like tin mackerel wild mackerel and things like that
0: yeah and sardines uh, as well like so that, that's what you're saying uh, now like with the fatty fish yeah. isn't it? ocean fish like mackerel yeah, sardines exactly. yeah. salmon even yeah. a bit of tuna but tuna's higher in mercury but yeah,
1: yeah tuna I have like with olive oil and stuff like that olive oil um, as well that's avo- another yeah avocados another good quality source um certain oils like i said um like i tend to use coconut oils um Coconut Light yogurt, oil yogurt oil.
0: as well. You you introduced me to that coconut. I do mate. It's yogurt. good. Yeah, you I say good. yogurt yeah. now, mate. It's uh, Australian, isn't it? Yogurt, yogurt. It's
1: yogurt in the UK, isn't it? Do we say yogurt the yogurt yeah as well? I think, yeah, right? yogurt. Yeah. So coconut yogurt. tomato, tomato, mate. You know who knows exactly coconut, um, coconut, right, yogurt. Like, you know. what what you're looking for is is for health you know health reasons you know reduce cardiovascular disease especially as I get older and ultimately it's delicious but it's also going to keep you feeling feeling fuller for longer right so if you are in this process of dropping body fat again we said earlier processed foods are going to make you want more not very filling fats are going to fill you up Make you feel more satiated, leading on to your next meal. So.
0: Absolutely, but at the same time, I just want to revert back to what you said right at the start. You can ah, still yes. overeat the good stuff in there yeah. So yeah, with, with also, the fats, uh, nine calories yeah, per well, gram, right? You said yeah, you said exactly. it keeps you up, for, it keeps you fuller for longer. There's a reason yeah. behind that. There's actually more calories in fat, but it's a good thing because it keeps you more satiated, right? But at the same time, it's very easy to overeat fats as well, right? I, I say it's yeah. easy, right? It's actually harder, right? Because they fill you up, like I said. But if you were to let's just use like you know the old almond butter or peanut butter, yeah. Like, I <laughs> could eat a whole tub I just, of that. I'm not, you know, Exactly. No I can problem. I sit down and
1: mate. eat the tub, man. I gotta, you know, <laughs> gotta it, be exactly. careful with that stuff. Gotta be careful. Also, like, I, I think another big one is oils that people don't realize that they are, like, you, you gotta be careful with your measure of oil, like, especially with salads. People just layer it on the salad. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm Italian, we love salad. olive oil. <laughs> Spanish people love putting that on the salad, they just layer it on. Exactly. Maybe just spoon it on instead of yeah, tablespoon. And be careful with your measure. Exactly. That's it, just, just especially the, with olive oil. What's the 100, 20, 150 calories? Exactly, and say,
0: for, even in, yeah, know. like olive oil, which is like one of the most, I would say, one of the most nutrient-dense kind of like plant-based yes, foods great. you can get out there. It's so good. The antioxidants, you know, everything in it. Um, what's, what's it called? Is it resveratrol or is that, Anyway, there's a type of antioxidant which is really good. The fat, the, the, the properties of fats in there, the healthy fats, um, primarily monounsaturated, I believe. Basically, 120 calories, though, in a <laughs> tablespoon. So although this is mm-hmm. super healthy, Obviously, as yeah. we were saying at the start, it's, it's easy. So, yeah, monitor that, definitely.
1: And if you're cooking in it as well, same thing, like spoon it out rather than layer it on because you could, it, it could, be, yeah, it could be, it could be the difference, yeah. <laughs> the the, the peanut butter, the the butter and uh, almond uh, butter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. That's but you it. know that if you, you know, if you're laying it on your tray or anything like that for cooking. Yeah then you'll put in a fatty meat in there, which is you know, also high calorie, then you know that can be a difference between going into a deficit for the week or, or being in a surplus, right? Exactly. That and, might be a simple win for you. Just reducing your the amount of oil you use may be enough for you to elicit a change in your body. That could be one easy win. Definitely. You might not have to do anything else with your diet. 100%.
0: And uh, I always wanted to say about dark chocolate as well. Now, I don't want to obviously pr- promote you know, too much, right? But dark chocolate, I'm not saying that it's, it's really, really good for you, right? There's, um, there's heaps of good fats in it, as you were talking about fats, Also, once again, antioxidants, so good for you, right? So, but try and have at least 85%, right? So that's something I include daily in my diet, right? So if you want a a healthier snack, right, then... Get the nutrients in. It tastes. It tastes good, right? But if you're used to having, like, obviously, I bet some people listening to this, if they're used to having like dairy milk and bloody, you know, processed kind of chocolates. Then 85 to 90 percent dark chocolate isn't going to taste too good to start with. But mm. it will grow on you. And one of my favourite snacks is is dark chocolate with almond butter. Obviously, it packs a punch with calories, right? But it's tasty and it keeps me um it keeps me fuller. So, you know, it's a nice love- little snack. Yeah. What's next? Then we we're get we're getting through it now. Um, what have I missed out? I got yeah okay there's there's two more i've got Intermittent fasting i wanted to mention mate obviously we've yep. done we've done two episodes on this now and it's not something as we've said we like to promote for fat loss directly so right. all of the other benefits you know health benefits as, as we mentioned before is the number one reason why you should be doing fasting andrew and i implement it daily uh it's becoming a bit of a buzzword now intermittent fasting right However, I was just thinking earlier, I've had some game-changing results with some of my clients who have implemented fasting. It just basically, one of the main things I find about it is it actually, well, first of all, right, if you're looking to get leaner, you can actually reduce your overall calorie intake by skipping a meal here and there, right? However, there's more to it, right? So, It teaches you what real hunger is. So that's the thing I've had with clients is like, for example, I've got them to a decent level first, by the way. So I've got them eating healthy foods for the most part. And then I'll introduce intermittent fasting sometimes. And I'll say, okay, see how you feel today if you just maybe skip breakfast or have breakfast a bit later on in the day have a coffee if you want, right? Ideally a black coffee or whatever, because that will, that actually helps blunt your appetite. Although technically it takes you out of your fast a little bit, you're still going to get all the benefits. You're still not eating, right? And like I said, it does help blunt appetite having a, having a black coffee. It's not quite the same if you're going to have like a latte or something with milk in it, because you're still going to get that little spike of sugar and insulin. So yeah, just skip breakfast or delay breakfast for a bit, or. Just maybe even even like two three times a week has been proven. If you were to skip a meal, it doesn't have to be breakfast. But I find it normally works bad for most people. It can be the evening meal if you want to just cut your food off earlier. Okay, but even skipping a meal twice a week has been proven to be beneficial for your health. But also, it just reduces your overall calorie intake, right? But as I said, you want to be in the right food for the most part before you try this, because if you're not eating enough vegetables and some of the foods we mentioned earlier, then you, when you get to have in that meal. If you've skipped the meal, you're going to be ravenous, right? And you're going to end up like... So yeah, you need to be prepared for this. But intermittent fasting, I find, is a really good tool to use, providing you're eating healthy foods. Because as I said, it'll reduce your overall calorie intake generally, right? For the day. And it teaches you about what real hunger is. It teaches you, actually, I can go without this meal and i feel totally fine. And in fact, most people actually feel better energy-wise.
1: So... Mm-hmm, but you need to be in a good place right that's what definitely. you're trying to say definitely mate. and that's that leads me on to my my final point is that like, people keep saying that doing the keto diet is superior for fat loss yeah um and this is a <laughs> myth I'd like to dispel because it's been driving me a little crazy lately within the industry um bearing in mind, it's been, a lot, it's been around a lot longer than the major, Well, all of us who currently work within the industry. Mm. Uh, but there's two examples that spring to mind when I come to this. Now, I mentioned the client earlier who was told that he should avoid eggs and lower his cholesterol. Well, it, he went to the doctor a few weeks back, and the doctor told him that he should be either doing keto diet or, lo and behold, what you just mentioned, intermittent fasting for weight loss, and the reason this drive this drive me insane is because I've been working with this client now probably for five to six months, and like I've been working hard on implementing good habits, and like he's starting to see some great results from it. Like not only physically, but he's sleeping better, moving better, his energy has improved. Um, and he's no—what I'm trying to say is he's nowhere near the stage of being knowledgeable enough to attempt something as extreme as the keto diet. Mm. Like he doesn't have the full awareness of different food groups you know the amount of calories he's consuming yet so mm-hmm. like for the doctor to set to tell him and try and sell him on keto diet or intermittent fasting was once again the wrong thing for them to say like you know and that's what's frustrating for us as I, well
0: i know i'm, and I'm just going to elaborate a little bit there just i'm just going to say like for most people listening to this like you, you like like it or not you have absolutely no place you have absolutely no, no place uh, or you, you shouldn't be trying the keto diet or the keto diet is what i'm trying to say
1: unless you have certain types of cancers or <sighs> you may have alzheimer's Definitely. or something like that but it's just really restricting yourself again, you can't, you know, it's just ridiculous. Sorry, it's,
0: it's not no, that's totally right, and it's, it's, it's not sustainable. The amount of people I've come across who have done it without actually building up, as Andrew said, it's taken him five, six months, and it takes that long just to get, not, not just to get started, but it takes that long just to implement a few life, you know, a few behaviors that his Andrew's client can sustain for the rest of his life, it sometimes can take you six months just to three or four different behaviors like to, just one, to implement maybe them for some people. one for some people yeah exactly yeah. not even three or four yeah literally one they can you know it's it's not a it's not a short road if you want to do this long term right but the keto diet so many people just do it because they see it online and the amount of people I have met that have just like done it. Oh yeah, I lost loads of weight doing the keto diet. You might be able to sustain that for about four weeks, right? Lucky, well, lucky if you can get it. Get four weeks, you know, do four to six weeks of doing it, and then you're gonna rebound. So
1: there are a lot of reasons they they've lost the weight, is because they they're not including one macronutrient in their diet, so their calories have decreased as well, right? So exactly. And we know that protein and fats are satiating, so they probably feel fuller, so they're less likely to overconsume. But what happens then on a weeknight or weekends where your friends are going out and you see a carbohydrate and you're like, oh, I can't eat with you guys. I'm on the keto diet. you know what I mean? That's where you're going to get frustrated. And this is another point I saw on someone's social media the other day. They have recently been doing the... I know this guy has been struggling with weight up and down for a while, and he's recently been promoting the keto diet on his social media. Hmm. Um, And the video was... Um, it was a woman on screen and somebody approached the woman and the woman just kind of screamed in the guy's face and then the caption read um, this is how I am when someone asks me about eating carbs Mm. This is my reaction now. Why would you want to? Exactly. Why? You know what I mean? Why what what you, kind of? Want, exactly.
0: Where, where? Where are you mentally? Like, how is your relationship with yeah. food? If that's if how you, you feel about it? you for
1: your carb and you and it's causing you that. Type. I know that it stress. was a joke in video, but if it's causing you that stress, exactly, and anxiety over it, why are you following that diet? You're exactly. not going to stick to it. You're going to fail. You're going to balloon up again. I'm sorry,
0: hundred percent. And and that's the thing. Like you know, uh, I hate to say it, but a lot of people do like to brag about these things online. I, I've noticed mm-hmm. it. Like it's like I'm doing the keto diet. This is what works for me. Blah blah. Blah, blah and i actually saw this my client showed me this girl and she's got loads of followers now actually and she's been constantly promoting doing the keto diet and doing high intensity training and she whipped herself in shape for like the period of six weeks she went away on holiday and she gained it all back and more and just remember that folks like when you when you gain when you lose weight because like you will do that if you do something like the keto diet the chances are you're going to lose weight because as andrew said you're eating less calories essentially right you can't i don't know anyone who's sustained that longer than four weeks i don't think maybe yeah. It's good luck if you can get to six weeks. And it shouldn't be like that. You shouldn't be trying to, you know, get to a certain point with a diet. That's not something you can sustain for a lifetime. But I was just going to say, when you gain, if you lose weight and you gain it all back, right, even if it's not much, psychologically, that's, it's, it's a nightmare, right? You feel so shitty about yourself. That's it. It's horrible, right? It's a bad place to be mentally when you gain that weight back. And then physically as well, you actually do some, slowly you'll do some damage to your metabolism as well. And your body then becomes a lot less sensitive, to carbohydrates right so hmm. when you do introduce carbohydrates back boom you'll blown up because your body will retain you'll hold a lot of water and you know it's been studies some certain studies have shown that actually you do produce certain fat cells when you restrict yourself from certain foods your body um, produces certain fat cells which then are kind of irreversible your body stores fat uh, in a different way essentially it can, that can happen if you repeatedly try these diets so if you can't sustain it for a lifetime right don't do it basically it's just not realistic you
1: could do a if you really want to try it maybe just try it sporadically like for a a week you know a few Mm. weeks yeah and then go back to and then slowly reintroduce carbs again and see how your body reacts but like not to try and do it long term I think I think you're Unless you really have to because you have some sort of sickness and, and you know, and that's going to help benefit you and, and get you over that, then go for it. But other Definitely. than that, like, stop promoting it as the ultimate way for fat loss because, again, it's building up disorders and people that don't need it. Exactly. Anyone can lose weight for a few weeks. That's so easy. Don't, don't get impressed by that, folks,
0: right? Because Andrew, Andrew and I have been there and we've done that with people in the past where we were learning and we didn't really know what we anyone we didn't know anything really essentially we didn't know how to whip people in shape short term but that is not that is not where you want to be right and i just wanted to say the first first place you can start if you're thinking about the keto diet right as i said we don't want to promote it maybe have a low-carb breakfast as i mentioned before maybe try and eat a little bit later in the morning and just like try and even if you go 12 hours without food right which most of that's done in your sleep that's been proven to be beneficial for your health right because the good stuff in your body is happening when you're not eating and also you know as a we said it teaches you about what real hunger is so maybe just trying to have a low-carb breakfast might be a the first step to to changing your relationship with food essentially um yeah. okay one more mate i know you've got a bust i have one more here it was um yeah don't store junk food in the house i've done a uh yes, this is just, love
1: that it's a short
0: at all, all that's exactly <laughs> it. I mean, definitely it's gonna go you know it's, it's gonna go mate it's gonna go yeah
1: like um, i feel and and also, don't try and eat everything in your cupboards on, on Sunday when, and then say, <laughs> I'm going to start on Monday because that's, that's another bad move as well, right? Exactly. I, just, I might as well polish I've done
0: it off that as well. start afresh tomorrow, so have I. Yeah, so it is, it is. there's not much else to say about that. I've done posts on this before. If you buy shitty foods or junk food, even bread, for example, right? If you're trying to like you know eat a bit healthier, as I said, it's going to stimulate your appetite. I'm not going to demonize bread too much, right? There's worse foods out there. But if you buy bread and keep it in the house, the chances are you're going to just nibble away on it over the weekends you know what i mean and then like andrew said then you might get to a sunday oh, i've only got like five pieces left i might also just have a couple of pieces you know what i mean them all. that's just yeah. an example but any any crappy foods don't keep them in the house you will eat them and um, it will most likely impede on what your goal is especially if your goal is fat loss so excellent awesome mate sweet man that's that's pretty much it so let's just run through them quickly what were your five again recap
1: my five were overeating healthy foods um, obviously, be aware of calories in calories out. Eat whole natural foods for the most part, but you can't overconsume them as well. eat in too little, so don't drop your calories too low too soon. Um, eating foods that contain diet in the name doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> so don't you know, don't avoid fats to stay thin. Eat fats, be thin, and also doing the ketogenic diet. Sweet. So obviously,
0: mine was to drink plenty of water, right? And drink water when you're hungry. So we mistake hunger for thirst. If you do feel hunger, you're trying to shift body fat, try and have a glass of water, okay? And wait 10, 15 minutes, see how you feel afterwards. Dim the lights, come off your phone at least an hour before bed. All about the candle lights, people. It's all about the candle lights. Live your evenings with candlelight, light, all right? Intermittent, <laughs> intermittent feasting yeah? Or fasting. We like to call it feasting because we like to have big meals, right? But once again, not going to promote smashing loads of food and fasting. That's not what I'm saying. Basically, if you want to implement intermittent fasting, start with a 12-hour fast, right? And then go from there. Maybe you could just delay your breakfast and have a black coffee instead. Avoid carbohydrates for breakfast or just have a... Sorry, I shouldn't say avoid. Have a low-carb, and moderate protein high fat breakfast include eggs in your breakfast basically if you can most days of the week they help a lot satiating and don't store junk food in the house and that is pretty much it really nice one drew
1: thanks mate. cheers man speak to you nice. soon mate. speak soon bye-bye